I remember the exact moment I fell in love with Papa John's pizza. (laughs) I remember the exact moment that I fell in love with crazy cookie dough ice cream. If you haven't ever gotten to experience it, I'm sorry, it's only available in Texas, but the ice cream part is cake batter flavored and the cookie dough chunks are sugar cookie dough. It's amazing and fabulous in every way. I remember the exact moment I fell in love with my daughter. The moment that pregnancy test showed up positive. Fully head over heels in love. Yesterday I asked Travis, I said, do you remember when you fell in love with me? And he didn't hesitate very long in saying, I don't remember when, but I remember that I knew I loved you. Which is actually pretty sweet. We'll give you credit for that. But it made me sit there and think, you know, these things that aren't the givens, these things that aren't immediate responses like food, like family, we don't often know that exact moment we love them. We don't often know exactly when we've fallen in love with someone. I was sitting there thinking about Travis. I have no idea when I fell in love with him. I mean, any minute now I'm expecting it. But I was sitting there thinking about my best friend. When did I remember that I loved her? That she was my best? And I couldn't think of any exact moment. There wasn't a turning point that was extremely pivotal. With people, what I figured out was we're drawn to people at first. Whether it's a chemical attraction or their appearance whether they're easy to talk to, whether they make us laugh. There's something about them that draws us to them, and then we get to know them over time. That process of getting to know them over time, something happens, something changes, and it's not something that we can see. It's not like the examples that we got to see during the children's sermon. There's no physical metamorphosis. There's no change that we can see often on the outside other than our actions, our words, how they're put into practice, how our lives change. I was thinking about when I fell in love with God. I was thinking back and what it was that drew me in to the church. It was the people. It wasn't God that first drew me in. It wasn't Jesus that first drew me in. It wasn't prayer. It wasn't communion. It was the people. The people first drew me in. Their actions, their love for me, without any reason, that drew me in. 
And through those people, through their actions, through their love, then I began to read a little bit. And I began to pray a little bit. And before I knew it, I had fallen in love with God. I can't tell you the exact moment. But I knew I wanted that. I knew I believed that. There are different things about our spiritual lives that we can't see. When we were talking two weeks ago about being rooted and you learned far more about dandelions than you ever wanted to know, we learned about that tap root that goes down and grabs a hold of those nourishments the things that sustain us, the things that we need to grow. Last week, we learned a little bit more about what it means to be grounded with with plants. If we're continuing this visual image in our heads, this is beyond the deeper taproot. These are all the other fibrous roots that are holding on to the soil. Plants don't go anywhere. Plants stay in one place unless somebody uproots them. So once they have that deep rooted taproot and then the other ones hold them grounded, then they are able to grow then they have everything that they need to continue to grow. This week, as I had that image in my head, I started doing a little bit of research about plants and about trees. I liked the imagery. And I found it odd that one of the things that was required for every plant, for every tree to grow, wasn't something that came automatically to my head. Every article I read said that the plant needs space. I don't know why that didn't come to my head. I planted these bulbs out in our yard, and they tell you exactly how many inches to put between each of them as you're planting them, so they have the space to grow. And I was sitting there thinking about my relationships and the space that they allow. I was thinking about when I do couples counseling before marriage. About how we talk about, yes, at a marriage you become one, but you're still your own individual selves. You're better together, but you are still your own whole person. I thought about my children and how hard it is for some parents to give their children space. Space to make mistakes. Space to grow. Space to learn. But without that space, they don't gain their independence. They don't have room to grow. I thought about those spiritual ministries. As a pastor, there are times that we encourage people to develop a ministry for a church. And it might shock you to find out there are times that that ministry needs to die. 
so that new ministries can then bloom and blossom and start. Space. I was thinking of the person that first taught me how to pray. And I was thinking about the fact that there were several times that he would just ask me in front of large groups of people to pray. Right after showing me how it was done. If any of you have ever heard awkward prayers, you know they can start out pretty rough. But yet he never stopped giving me that space to practice. And I remember sitting there, falling in love time and time again with prayer. Space is pretty important for growth. When love grows, we don't always see it. I'm going to pick on you, Mike. <laughs> One thing when the pastor walks down and everybody's like, just don't call on me. Just don't do it. Just don't go there. So you have two grandchildren now, right? Yep. Do you love them? Yep. How do I know that you love them? Just have to trust them. Do. <laughs> do you tell them that you love them? I don't recall. Yes, you do. <laughs> do you show them that you love them? What do you do to show them your love? Spend time with them. Hold them when they're crying. Love takes on many shapes, many forms. Love can be that of a child and you embracing them and holding them and giving them comfort. Love can be you finding someone that needs a friend to sit with at a meal. Love can be you walking your elderly parents down the hallway because they can't make it there by themselves anymore. Love can be you checking your spouse into the hospital because they need extra help. Love takes many shapes, many forms. Love is sometimes letting go Love is sometimes holding on for dear life. When I teach our pastor's class in the spring, then I always have a section on prayer. And I always ask them to think about their best friend. And I ask them if they ever get in any arguments with their best friend. 
those fifth graders always start saying, oh yeah, <laughs> we get in fights all the time. I'm like, do you ever yell at them? They're like, well, yeah, sometimes. And I say, what about your parents? Do you ever get mad at your parents? And their little heads wobble so hard, it's like they're about to fall off. I'm like, do you yell at your parents? And they're like, yeah. They yell back. <laughs> we do, though. In most of our relationships, if they're meaningful relationships, they're ups and they're downs. There's highs and there's lows. And I tell them that when they have a meaningful relationship with God, there are going to be times that they're up high and they're praising God and they're telling God every single thing. And then there are going to be times that they're going to be really upset with God. And they're going to be mad, and they're going to want to yell at God, and they're going to want to stomp their feet, and they're going to want to throw a fit. And I tell them to go ahead and do it. I tell them to go ahead and talk to God just like they would their best friend. Whatever they're feeling, whatever they're experiencing, I tell them to keep that line of communication open. Because eventually they're going to get past whatever it is that they're struggling with. And I remind them that God is always there. Always there. I also remind them that whatever struggle they're in, God has not promised them to help them out of it. But God has promised to stay there with them. Love continues to grow, and it takes on many forms. And they're not seen by the visible eye. But through our ups and downs, through our hardships, our love grows stronger. We become stronger with our love. And I think that's what Paul was wanting for all of us, was to have love that was strong enough to endure the ups and the downs, love that takes on many different forms, love that knows no end, no boundaries, love that continues to flow from each of us, constantly changing. It's the love of these that have come before us that has gotten us to 150 years in this place. It's love that continues to make this crazy little book called the Bible go on for thousands of years. It's love that continues to allow us to be good people, spreading the message of hope and faith and peace throughout our world. So let's continue to hope for love and spread love. And I don't remember the name of our song that we're about to sing, but it will be put up on our screen. One Spirit of Love. Let's hope that we can be that one Spirit of Love together as we are united in God's